1: Submit your faith story or prayer request today at jennifer-jackson.org. You're listening to Simply for Women. I am so glad that you stayed with the show because you are never going to guess. Who I have with me. I have a very much a surprise guest for you. I have my husband, Pastor Doyle Jackson. Hello, so, everybody. I know this is simply for women, but I wanted him to join us because I talk about him so much on the show. I know you want to get to know him. We also do another show together. It's called Your Next Step, and I don't know if you want to listen to that, but he's mostly the one on that show. But I wanted to interview you today, honey. Because it's my pleasure. It's yeah, a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. We, we're talking about God as our father, too, and I thought that was a great topic to have you join us with, and uh, I did this message on God as our father because I think that there's a supernatural transaction that takes place between someone with their heavenly father and their heart to where you really solidify that God is my dad,
0: Yeah,
1: and that may seem you know, hard to imagine, but we talked about the different kind of earthly dads. I don't know if you want to unpack that just a little bit for us.
0: Well, I I like number one, I, I like the scripture that you give in Ephesians, where it, it talks about, he prays that we be rooted, established, but at the end of that verse, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And, and I don't believe that you can have the fullness of God unless you're willing to accept him as your father. And And the problem is some of us, had negative experiences with a father. Okay. Maybe he abandoned you or he abused you or he Mm, harmed you. Okay. That's very common. But then the other extreme, and you address this in here is the good father. And so some of us had such a good father experience and, and he's lavished so much on us in an earthly way, we have a hard time attaching to God. And, and Why would I, know I need pe- him? That's right. I know people like that. They they have never really accepted God as their father because, they're like, well, I don't really need him. And then we have these other people that are like, well, I don't want God as a father because fathers are abusive. And at some point in time, you just have to, to embrace the fact that God is, is the perfect father, that he is a loving father, he is a good father, he's going to be there, you can rely on him. And I, I remember, so I had a great dad, in my opinion, he wasn't perfect. And and I he know my dad's, great. but I know his imperfections. Sure. I'm not going to do that to him right now. He knows them. We, you know, we have those conversations, we have that kind of relationship. But even in that, there came a point in my life when I had to decide Would I trust God to be my resource, my major resource in my life? And when was I depending on? And this is why that bridge to adulthood becomes so important. You know, as a parent, you want your kids to listen to you, but then you want them to learn to listen to God for themselves, okay? And that's what I call that bridge period, when they're going from, adolescent to an adult, you know, and learning to rely on themselves. Well, in that process, they need to know God as their father, if that makes sense.
1: Sure. And they have to see that God loves them very much and that he is provider. And sometimes that does get a little fuzzy, depending upon your earthly experience. But it's almost unfair to God, who is this amazing, wonderful, heavenly, provisional father, to put on him, the lens of whatever our earthly parents their their mis their failures their mistakes. That's not fair to put that on God because God is He's holy and He's perfect. That's right. And so we want to embrace all of the goodness of God, and just make that transaction by the Holy Spirit. I think we have to say, Lord, send Your Holy Spirit into my heart so that I can see You as my Father.
0: Yeah. So at some point, every one of us, and if you haven't done this officially. It's kind of like uh, the salvation prayer. There needs to be a day in your life when you say, Okay, God, I probably haven't ever let you know that I'm trusting you to be my heavenly Father. That's why Jesus taught us to pray, our Father who art in heaven. That's right. Hallowed be... So holy is your name. Mm -hmm. You have a holy name, Abba, Dad, you know, that you know that that's so maybe you need to make that step in your life you've you've just kind of assumed that god mm-hmm. knew you accepted him as father officially say it out of your your mouth it's it's kind of like saying to somebody i love you mm-hmm. it's an important statement on the 100,000th time as well as the first time right
1: yeah and i think you might even come up with an affectionate term for god if this is difficult for you i like to call him a father but you could call him Daddy. You could call him Abba in Israel. All the little kids are so yeah. cute, and they're running the around saying "Ima Abba." Um, but yeah. whatever is comfortable or or normal for you, I think that's really important. Why don't we say a prayer real quick and just yeah. do that? Maybe someone, maybe you have yeah. never actually seen God as a good, loving, wonderful Father. So Lord, we do. We come to you today, and we say. We want you to be our dad. We want you to be uh that that to take that place in our life and our heart. Would you help us to see you as you are, holy and loving and wonderful and caring and kind. Even though we know that you guide our lives, we want you to do that. We welcome you to do that and to show us your love in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.
0: Well, I want to say something that that I think you did good. In in our marriage, in our family, in helping me to be a better dad. Okay, Mm. so you you have a a wonderful dad. Uh, I I love your dad, and um, I call him dad, and I'm very comfortable with that. I hope he's comfortable with it. Oh yeah. Um, I I think he sometimes you know thinks I stole you, but I understand that.
1: You
0: know. (laughs) But but my my point is is that if you're listening right now, there's there are dads in your life that need your encouragement because as as a culture right now men don't always get the most encouragement in my opinion men men could are,
1: we ever have enough right we need to encourage them
0: well and, and so i just know like um you were always good to say you were such a good dad and then at times you'd say well you know maybe you need to go spend more time with this son, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, and you've helped me be intentional with our daughters-in-law now, but when the boys were little, you know, we always had Daddy Day. Mhm. And um I always Friday was my day off, but when the boys were little, we called it Daddy Day. And they knew on Fridays that we were going to spend time with Daddy and we just we just spent time together. We would ask our parents; they would say, "What do you want this year?" And I would say, "Well, I'd like to have zoo passes. If you can buy a yes, zoo passes." Yes, that was so good. And so we would go to the zoo on Friday. And then one year we asked for uh, Kings Island Kings Island pass, and we would go on Fridays. And we wanted them to see Dad from the light as someone you wanted to spend time with, because we were planting the seed for the boys to see daddy time as a good time, because we wanted to plant the idea that time with their heavenly father was a positive thing.
1: Yes, it's so important, and I do think as wives, as moms, we can encourage the dads, That are sitting around the table, if you are married and if you have a husband that is being the best dad he can be, there are not, none of us do this 100% right all the time. But I do, I do remember sitting around the table when the guys, the boys were little and say, you know, wow, daddy worked really hard today. You know, there's things you can say to them to help them to see, wow, dad worked hard today. Now we get to sit down and have a nice dinner Or I even remember I wrote a letter to them for, I don't know, I think it was Father's Day, and I I gave it to both of them, and I I made a list of the wonderful things about their dad that they could save, because sometimes when you're a teenager... You don't see them because you feel the the crunch of oh wow I have a curfew oh wow I can only spend you know this much money on gas or or whatever the the situation is but to help remind those kids well these are the good things
0: that's right and and we all need that encouragement we all need that challenge and I think that you know there there are people that I always go up I always go up to the dads at church and and the moms too and I just try to encourage them I try yes. to find one thing. to to let them know you're doing great. I'm so proud of you, you know. And um, I, I think that we need to know that whatever our role is in life, that there are people that believe in us and are challenging us and encouraging us. And fatherhood is one role that people play. It's part of your calling. Some of us are called to be fathers, and some of us are called to be mothers. Some of us are called to be pastors, and some of us are called to be bus drivers and school teachers. And, you know, we all have our callings, okay? And we need people that believe in us, and that's what I think is, is really important.
1: It's so important, and sometimes we think, well, maybe my role as a wife, as a mother, as a dad isn't as important. Yeah. But actually, it's one of the most important roles that you have. You have yeah. multiple callings, but that's definitely one yeah. that God is close to God's heart. So you know when you work on that area that you're you're honoring God.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I just always remember. I remember growing up in in our household, and and the Bible teacher uh, from Great Britain by the name of Derek Prince was so influential on my family. And I mean, he's gone to be with the Lord, but uh, Derek sat at our table and whatnot. But what he taught us was the importance of fatherhood. And I always felt real pressure because he taught so much on the importance of being a father. He talked about being husbands and fathers and how you you nurture your family, you love your wife, and he talked. He taught us. I remember him talking about that. That my job was to be the prophet, the priest, and the king of my house. Now that doesn't mean you you lo- lorded over the but, no. the, but the prophet is the one that helps your your family and your household understand God's perspective on life not as much future telling but what is God speaking into our world right now you know what is he in our family to to be the king means that that you you lovingly care about your flock it's the shepherd king from scripture not this dysfunctional thing that a lot of people talk about it's a king who who values Servant king. that's right who serves and then finally the priest it means that I go before god in behalf it's it's the job that's offering sacrifices and praying for the hedge of protection around his family assuming that they're doing their best but in case they do something they shouldn't do you're asking god for his mercy and and man when i when i see that that's what what's god in encourage the men in our world to be that, and they'll be better men.
1: We hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again, or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit Jennifer's website at jennifer-jackson.org. That's jennifer-jackson.org. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women.